Amy Simple McPherson. Some people may recognize the name, others may not. It's linked with Pentecostalism, it's linked with women preachers, and sadly, it's also linked with some degree of scandal. I would like to talk about the life of Amy Simple McPherson, beginning with her early years. But before we dive into that, let's talk about who exactly Amy Simple McPherson was. One thing that people may not realize is she was a Canadian missionary to China. Other people do realize she was Pentecostal. She was an early Pentecostal who crossed the U.S. uh, holding tent meetings before there were even highways. Amy was the founder of the International Church of the Four Square Gospel. She founded the Church Angeles Temple, which is located in Los Angeles, California, the largest church in North America at its time and considered by many to be the world's first megachurch. She also started one of the first 24-hour gospel radio stations. On top of that, On top of traveling for so many years, on top of holding so many meetings, Amy wrote books, she wrote plays, she wrote songs, she wrote illustrated sermons, she wrote cantatas, she wrote hymns. And if you read much of Amy's personal writings, you realize she also had an incredible sense of humor and was very humble. Another interesting fact about Amy is she was seriously attacked by a very crooked legal system in Los Angeles. She faced her, scare, her share of scandals. She didn't come out unscathed, but for many, she did manage to thoroughly clear her name. Well, let's talk a little bit more about Amy's early years. Enough about later on and scandals and unpleasant things. Let's talk about baby Amy. She was born Amy Elizabeth Kennedy, uh, October 9, 1890, in Ontario, Canada. Her mother was a fiery Salvation Army officer known as Mildred Kennedy, um, or Minnie Kennedy, as she was later known. And she had prayed for the Lord to give her a baby girl who would be a preacher. Now, in the 1890s, women preachers weren't common, but there were certain denominations and religious groups that readily accepted women preachers. The Salvation Army was one. Uh, There were also Quakers. Uh, There were Methodists that were more accepting of women preachers. So, The idea of a woman preacher was not completely unheard of, especially if you were involved in the Salvation Army. Now, little Amy's dad was James Kennedy. He was a Methodist, a successful farmer, and a building contractor, and quite a bit older than his wife, Minnie. Now, little Amy was introduced to church as early as she could, as soon as it was safe to take her out and her not get too cold. And her mother said she attended the Salvation Army meeting and loudly participated. So, enough on little baby Amy. Let's move on to Amy as a child. Regular kid. Typical little girl, full of mischief, pride of her parents, a good student, an altogether normal kiddo. Um, One of the funny stories was that uh, her father, who was, uh, remember, a building contractor, had some gentlemen coming over to discuss some uh, business, and he needed to wash his hair. He said his hair was dirty, Minnie was gone, and Amy said, Oh, Daddy, I'll help you wash your hair. Now, as I mentioned, he was older. Uh, he was an older man, and his hair and his beard had gone pretty much white. So Amy, while she was washing her daddy's white hair, she got the brilliant idea that she could make it really white by using bluing, 
Her mother would put bluing in the wash to make the white clothes whiter. Well, it didn't quite work that way on her dad's hair. Um, I think in modern vernacular, we would say he was coming out looking like a smurf. And Amy kept washing, and he said, Amy, I've got to go. They're going to be here. Just another minute, Dad. I'm trying to get it clean, Daddy. And he finally grabbed the towel and said, Amy, I've got to go. And he goes outside, and he can't understand why the guys are just laughing. Well, he comes in and looks in the mirror and realizes <laughs> what had happened, or at least he realized something unpleasant had occurred with regard to his hair and beard. Um, and he ended up, I believe, shaving his head and his beard for a while to try to grow it back where it wasn't blue because the blue refused to come out. So Amy was a precocious little girl. She was raised to be very active in church, a part of all the Salvation Army activities that went on in the area, and she was exposed to the gospel at home. Now, at school, Amy was teased for being Salvation Army, and uh, the kids on the playground were making fun of her, and Amy said, well, you just don't know how much fun being in the Salvation Army can be. And one of the kids said, oh, yeah. And before long, Amy had recruited all the kids on the playground to participate in a Salvation Army ma uh, march as they marched around the playground and sang gospel songs at the top of their lungs with Amy at the lead. So Amy was, at, even at an early time, winning over many of her enemies. Now, her young life was filled to the brim with Bible stories and songs. And as she got older, she discovered she had a gift for elocution, for public speaking, for doing dramatic readings and poetry readings. And she found herself to be quite popular outside of the Salvation Army because some of the churches wanted her to come and, you know, uh, entertain at some of their church entertainments, church gatherings. And she began to attend her father's more popular Methodist church. And Amy thoroughly enjoyed the attention and the praise that she was receiving as a result of her gifts. So, to be fair, Amy was spoiled. I mean, really, really spoiled. Okay? Even though the Salvation Army was against things like dances, novels, movies, plays, Amy's mother, Minnie, didn't stop Amy from doing whatever she wanted. Amy was rebelling against the way she had been raised and against what she had been taught and started to become more and more skeptical of what she had been taught as a child. And she later discussed being disappointed in seeing how people were behaving outside of church. They would behave one way in church. They would sing certain hymns and they would say, uh, amen. They would agree with what the preacher was saying, but then they would go outside the church and live in a completely different way. And this didn't make sense to Amy. And another major point of contention that Amy had with religion had to do with why there were no miracles. Why weren't the miracles that she saw, even in the New Testament, not even thinking about the Old Testament, why in the New Testament were they not still seeing those miracles? No one could give her an answer that satisfied her. Now, her mother was concerned about the direction Amy was going, especially with her thinking, and got her to come with her to some Salvation Army meetings again. And there, um, now, a little side note here on Salvation Army lingo. Um, the main officer in a self Salvation Army church would be... Uh, equivalent to a pastor, 
Okay, so we would have a, a pastor, they would have an officer. We would have a church, they would have a barracks. Um, so the lead officer, his daughter came to speak to Amy. She was close to Amy's age, and she was dealing with Amy at the altar call during the service. And Amy started arguing with her and questioning her about things like miracles and different things. And the girl didn't have an answer, so she got her mother, the pastor's wife. The pastor's wife comes over, and Amy starts cross-examining her, and she's not uh, coming up with answers to suit Amy. They get the pastor, and all this time, Minnie is so mortified that a crowd has gathered around to hear her daughter argue with the pastor. So, what people didn't realize is that Amy wasn't just trying to be problematic or rebelling for the sake of rebellion. She was sincerely trying to figure out what the truth was. So late one night, before Amy went to sleep, she prayed, Oh God, if there be a God, reveal yourself to me. Well, in an interesting turn of events, a few days later, a handsome, tall, dark, Irish evangelist named Robert Simple came to the area to hold meetings, Pentecostal meetings. And Amy saw the flyer for the Pentecostal meetings that were being held. And she said, oh, Daddy, I have got to go. This will be so much fun. I hear they shout and they say stuff while the preacher's talking. And I hear they roll on the floor and do all kinds of things. We have got to go. This is going to be so much fun. And being spoiled... Her dad said, okay, uh, we'll, we'll go. I'll take you. So that night they get there. They get in the back. And Amy is all ready to have some fun here. And then she gets distracted by the tall, dark, young, handsome Irishman that takes the platform. And she thinks, oh, my, this handsome blue-eyed preacher is going to make this meeting even better than I had anticipated. And she was even more surprised when he began to speak. Robert Simple's theme was repent. And every time he said that word, Amy said it was like an arrow piercing her heart. He began to explain the emptiness of everything that Amy had been wholeheartedly pursuing. She said it was almost as if he knew her heart. And Amy wasn't laughing now. And she wasn't finding the meeting entertaining. And then she said, Robert began to speak in tongues, and she didn't need to know what those tongues meant. To her, it was saying to her that she was in no, was in no way ready to meet God, that God was real, and she was not ready to meet him. And a terrible conviction fell on Amy. Amy said the next three days were the most miserable of her young life. She started making a list of all the things that she felt she would have to give up if she became a Christian. And as she made that list with the kind of conviction she felt, suddenly those things just didn't seem so important anymore. There was one thing, however, that was causing Amy trouble. The comedy recitations that she loved to give and that people in the local churches loved to hear. Now, From what I understand in reading it, it sounds like they might have been of a slightly questionable nature, possibly full of double meanings, maybe um, definitely not appropriate for a Christian young lady. 
But Amy had given her word. She had promised to do several of these over the holidays. And this whole thing is taking place close to Christmas. And to Amy, it seemed she would just have to wait to become a Christian after her obligations were through. So she planned in her mind that she would become a Christian after Christmas, after her obligations were through. But her plan to become a Christian wasn't bringing Amy any peace at all. So she began to pray and pray, asking the Lord to please not let her die until after Christmas. But that peace, it still wasn't hers. She still didn't feel peace. She still felt the conviction. A decision regarding salvation is something that you have to do now. It's not something you can plan or you can put off. That's what she was trying to do, and it wasn't doing the trick. And after three days, Amy gave in. Amy was driving home from school in a horse-drawn cart. And she stopped there on the road and gave her heart to the Lord unreservedly. She cried out to the Lord, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And instantly, Amy said a peace washed over her. And she began to sing, take my life and let it be. Consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my lips and let them sing always only for my king. And another song that came to Amy was, O oh, Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine. For thee all the follies of sin I resign. And Amy was changed that day, and she would never, ever be the same. The change that took place in Amy, and she was 17 years old at the time, the change that took place in her was dramatic, lasting, and powerful. Where once she had pursued entertainment and fun with everything she had, only to remain empty. Now she pursued God, and Amy wasn't empty anymore. So that's part one that I wanted to share with you. Uh, part two, we'll talk about Amy's adventures in seeking the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is a whole fascinating story in and of itself. So thank you for listening. I hope you uh, were touched.